Welcome to The Determined Mom Show, the only marketing podcast dedicated to guiding mom CEOs into tranquility, wealth, and multiplying those precious moments. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Determined Mom Show. And I have a very special guest, Melissa Gamara, on today. And she is an OBM. Um, So if you don't know what an OBM is, you're going to learn about it today. And she is the owner of Melissa Gamara Management. And if you want to check out her website, it's just melissagamaramanagement.com. So welcome, Melissa. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, definitely. I'm super excited for you to be here because what we're going to talk about today is something that I think, especially, you know, in our current times is really, really relevant. Um, So many people have so much knowledge and, you know, they need to bring it to the masses and they're really good experts at something. They're, they have all of this stuff inside their head or all of this experience in some sort of topic but they don't necessarily have an audience. So you're going to teach us today about how to launch a course with minimal reach. So I'm super excited about that. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk to you about it. I feel like it's so incredibly important uh, for people to understand that they need to have this particular piece of their business kind of running in the background, you know, especially when you're thinking about expanding your business, maybe into the six and seven figure range, um, you know, and trying to build that up. Um, You have to have multiple different avenues of revenue that are coming into your business in order to make sure that if one thing goes down, then, you know, there's other stuff to kind of catch you. So it is really important. Yeah, I love that. And tell us a little bit about how you got started in your business and how you got started working from home, because I know you're a mom. Yes. Yeah. So I actually started my business um, back in the summer of 2018. Um, So I was pregnant with my daughter, who's now about a year and a half. Um, And during that pregnancy, I was working in business finance. Um, I'd worked at that company for a couple of years, but um, pregnancy changes things, um, as I'm sure many of your your listeners can attest. Um, so during my third trimester of pregnancy, I started looking into daycare and realized that that is incredibly expensive yeah. <laughs> for somebody who's working full time. When I was looking at the time, it was like a thousand dollars a month for a newborn, like in a facility, right? Mm-hmm. Where it was consistent care for the full time. Um, I didn't want to do it out of somebody's house because there's always the possibility that they like have an emergency or for whatever reason, they can't care for my child. Um, And I didn't want to deal with that. So as I'm looking and I see that, you know, it's going to be somewhere in the range of like a thousand dollars a month. I started thinking to myself, like, I don't want to work for somebody else only to spend 50% of my paycheck on childcare just so that I could go to work and make more. Like it just didn't, it didn't work. And so, um, I've kind of always wanted to be a business owner. I remember when I was a a teenager, I think I was like 16 when the show Shark Tank came out. And I remember like laying in bed at night. I have terrible insomnia. And so I'd lay in bed at night and think to myself like, okay, now what can I invent? Like what's (laughs) a new thing I could invent that would let me like be rich and have a successful business and like work for myself? Because I, I knew from a very young age that like, working for somebody else was just not, not for me. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> my parents all the time would get mad at me because I'd like quit jobs 
all the time. Mind you, as a teenager, but you know, they'd be mad because I wouldn't stick with jobs for very long. But I'm the kind of person that I don't, I don't particularly like sticking with things that I don't enjoy. Like if it doesn't make me happy, I'm not going to do it. So anyway, so I started looking around for things that I could do. Um, working from home, I have a background in finance, and so it's like, okay, maybe I could do like bookkeeping for people or, you know, something along those lines and started digging on the internet and found virtual assisting, which is kind of this umbrella of like tasks that they do. It can be anything from like general administrative, you know, responding to emails all the way up to like website development and and changes and things like that. So there's a huge array of things that you can have a VA do. And so that seemed like it would be the perfect fit. So I actually signed up for Abby Ashley's VA course. Mm, I love Abby. Basically, yeah, it's absolutely incredible. I highly recommend. Um, it basically taught me how to stand my business up from like start to finish, which was really, really helpful because I, while I've worked in business finance and I, and I understand it, it was really nice to have somebody say, this is what you need to do. This is when you do it, et cetera, et cetera. So I started my business as a VA and worked at that. I quit my job in February while I was still on maternity leave because I had replaced my income at that point, which I'm very fortunate for. Um, And then by August that same year, so 2019 last year, Mm -hmm. uh, I became a certified online business manager after, (laughs) as I was, when I was a VA and I'm bringing on more clients, I realized that I was doing a lot more like business and marketing strategy and helping people, um, you know, expand their businesses and bring more people on and, you know, launch courses and put websites together. Like I was doing much more high caliber stuff. Um, and I didn't want to just be a VA. I wanted to be more of a business partner. And so that's how I found the, um, certification for online business managers went through that process. And now here we are. And that's what I do now, which has been absolutely great and so rewarding. That's awesome. I love that story. And I think what you were saying at the beginning about pregnancy changes everything, almost every single one of the guests that we've had on have had that moment where like, okay, either it's before they have the baby when they're pregnant, or um, it's like after they realize that like, they don't want to leave their baby, you know, like it's that like thing, you know, and it's just a pivotal moment in every mom's life. And I know I've been in a position twice where I couldn't really change my circumstances. And then this third time that I had my third daughter, that's when I was like, okay, look, this is not going to happen again. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think to myself all the time, just kind of reflecting on like how grateful I am that I'm able to work from home. And um, my daughter is actually watched during the day by a family member Mm -hmm. uh, who stays home with her own young child. Um, and so she is still in daycare in some sense of the word, but I can't imagine having to leave for work at seven thirty in the morning, not getting home until five thirty in the evening, and then basically just having to put my child down. Like I can't, yeah. I cannot imagine how different my life would be if right. I did not do make this huge leap um, mm-hmm. way back when. So yeah. I'm incredibly thankful and blessed to be able to to work from home and, you know, have my child live just a couple or, you know, be watched by somebody who lives a couple of houses down. It's, it's incredible. So that's awesome. And your commute, like not to mention the commute, it's like non-existent. Um, I know like there's just so many pluses to being able to work from home and I love 
success stories like yours because it gives the moms out there that are kind of like in that like pregnancy mode, like the panic. I, I like to call it the pregnancy panic or whatever. Um, <laughs> and I think one of my first episodes of the podcast specifically about that. But definitely, I think it gives them that kind of glimmer of hope, that light at the end of the tunnel, that there is a solution. Um, you can work from home and you can make the same amount of money, if not more, um, than you were making in your corporate job. So I think it's really important to have people like you come on and attest to that. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know, it's one of my favorite things to be able to help give people the tools to like start up their own business, which is part of why I love like giving people information about starting their own course, because mm -hmm. like, I think that is such a key piece to having a business that is self-functioning and, you know, in times of crisis and, and whatever is going on, maybe people aren't buying your one-on-one -on -one services, but they're buying your group services because those are a little bit cheaper or they're buying a course from you because it's a little cheaper, you know, whatever you can to, to keep the lights on. And I think online courses are a huge part of that. Yeah. And think about right now we're in the middle of this pandemic as we're recording this. It's not going to be um, when it's airing, but at this point we're very uncertain of what's going to happen. And there are millions of people at home looking to change their lives right now. So it's a perfect time for that. I agree. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people are, are having this moment where they realize that your business does need to have an online piece to it mm -hmm. so that, you know, people can have access to it even when, you know, right now, if you're a shut-in, yeah. like many of us, yeah. that, that people can still get to you and, yeah. you know, people can still, you know, pay for your services and your time and your business doesn't have to stop just because of the way things are going or, you know, circumstances that are beyond your control. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I love that. And I see so many like brick and mortar businesses that would normally not have anything to do with online, you know, like I see them coming online and I just love it. I love that shift. I think it's really important and it's a really important step for our society to know that anything is possible, I think. I agree. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. So tell us about how to launch a course with having a big list without having maybe a huge social media audience. Maybe you have a couple hundred people that like your Facebook page or something, but we all know that like 2% of them actually see any posts that you do. So, <laughs> which is like not very good, but um, you know, so if four people out of 200 are seeing your Facebook posts, that's not a great reach. And what can someone do to launch a course and get some traction? Yeah. So so first off, let me just preface this by saying that I'm a big fan of email marketing. Um, I know that some people are kind of, you know, on the fence about that, but I, I personally am a big proponent of doing launches via email marketing. However, I know that many people who are just starting out who maybe, you know, haven't done the online thing for too long, um, or maybe they just haven't thought about it this far in advance, um, maybe don't have an email list. Um, and that's okay but I highly recommend that if you're planning on doing a launch, if you're, if you're in the process of putting a course together, that you start trying to collect names. Even if you only have, you know, like 40 people on your email list by the time you're ready to launch, that's okay. That's still 40 people who are like a captive audience to you. Mm -hmm. um, so email marketing is a huge piece. And I highly recommend that you have either, you know, a freebie that you can give away 
in exchange for their email address. Basically, they would opt in to, you know, put their information into a form and then they get whatever free download it is um, from you. Or even just having some type of form where they can opt into your newsletter and you can like put that on your website or push it out to the public. Whatever you can to build up your audience, right? In addition to that, I also think that, you know, doing consistent social media and trying to gain more visibility rather than coming at it from the perspective of like pushing to get people on your list or pushing to get people to buy something from you, just trying to be visible because that's like half the battle. It's just trying to be visible. Like you said, you know, your posts don't get seen by a whole ton of people. And so visibility is key. And you do that by providing value by I've learned on Instagram that if you are tagging people strategically, it helps boost that. Obviously you don't want to tag people unnecessarily. Like mm-hmm. I've seen posts where people do that, but you know, if you post a quote from Marie Forleo, tag Marie Forleo, like do that and, you know, do what you can to increase your visibility via social media and, you know, build up your email list. Those are always like go-to strategies, but on top of that, like those take time. And so there are other ways that you can increase your reach, um, kind of piggybacking off of what other people are doing. So the biggest one I find is Facebook groups. The Facebook groups are huge, especially for, you know, women in business. There's a ton of them. And many of them have days where you can promote free products, where you can promote your courses, where you can, you know, drive people to your Instagram or Facebook page or whatever to help build your audience that way. Um, And then once you're ready to actually launch your course, you can also, you know, push that in there as well. Um, And that's a big one, right? Like there are some groups, like I think it's women helping women entrepreneurs is like hundreds of thousands of women. So if that's your target audience, if you're a business to business, um, you know, model, that's a great group for you to be in because they have dedicated days where you can actually like post your content, post things from your business, whether it be the opt-in page or, you know, um, a link to your actual course or a link to your Instagram page. Those are, that's a great way. The other thing that I always recommend people do is reaching out to it doesn't necessarily have to be family and friends because I know many people who are in the business to business space don't have family and friends who are in, you know, a business of any kind. Right. So, um, you know, if you're business to consumer, then family and friends might be a good way for you to go. But in a business to business model, you know, making connections with people who are either your ideal client or have an audience that is your ideal client, forging a relationship with them, you know, and, with good intentions, right? Like forge a relationship with them from a good place, from a place where, you know, they can say no to you if you ask a favor of them. But, um, you know, having people that you actually have had a conversation with, with similar um, audience to you that maybe have a larger audience and then asking them to either be an affiliate or some type of like uh, partner with you where maybe you, you know, say, Hey, if, would you be willing to do, to post my course on your Facebook page? And, you know, maybe you give them money or maybe you, you know, give them your course for free, or maybe they'll do it for free just because you've built such a strong relationship with them. Utilize other people because we're kind, we're all in this together. And I feel like many of us are willing to help out 
if it's done correctly. Like if there's a relationship there, if there are bonds between you and the person, and it's not just like being thrown out of left field of like, hey, please promote my course, even though we've never talked before. Those are all really great strategies to promote your course and get a bigger reach. Even if your email list is like 10 people or 40 people or no people, you know, these are all really good ways for you to actually get in front of more eyeballs without having to have all of this back work done could take up to a year. You know, building an email list takes time, Mm -hmm. building following takes time. So these are kind of circumventing that time frame. So that's awesome. I love all of those. The Facebook groups, that is gold, um, especially because they do have those, you know, promotion days. And, and I think also just sharing uh, information in there is really, really helpful for people because it gives them a, an insight into who you are and what you do. And then also it gives them the opportunity to ask questions. Like right. if they're struggling with whatever that thing is, um, I'll often post in there, um, like how many people have claimed their Google, my business page. And that's one of my, like my main focus of my business is helping people with Google, my business. And like, of people don't even know what it is. So it's like this, you know, like what there's a Google, like Google gives you a free business listing. It's like, you know, just sparking that, um, interest and curiosity, um, I think is a really, really helpful thing in the groups. Yeah. And I think that, you know, we live in a time where people are so bombarded with like sponsored emails and posts and ads and just everything. So it's really important as a business owner for you to always give value Mm -hmm. and to get, do what you can to, you know, goes back to that visibility piece, get in front of people's eyes. And you can do that by providing consistent value on social media, in Facebook groups, in LinkedIn groups, you know, trying to do guest blogging for other people's blogs is a really good way to do that as well. Um, There's always like, I'm trying to think of some of the other things you can do, you know, get on people's podcasts. You can, there's a a website. I think it's H-A-R-O, Harrow. Oh yeah, Harrow. Mm -hmm. Help help a reporter out, I think is what it's called. Um, And they will send you like, report like topics that you can email the reporter and give like your information to them. Mm -hmm. And that's a great way to get more eyeballs to your page. Um, I get emails from them every day. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, all of these things are kind of a long-term play, right? Like these are all great ways for you to drive more traffic, to build up a following. And that way, when you launch your course, like people will see it. People will see that, oh, this person has online learning. I actually really enjoyed their value-based posts already, so I'm going to sign up for their course. So, (laughs) you know, it kind of is a twofold thing, but I always tell people you have to lead with value. And I think that that's echoed pretty heavily in the online space at the moment. Um, But it's so important that your value is actually like of value. And I think that can be missing sometimes. Yeah. And when you lead with value, the thing that I've noticed about doing that is like, people are like, wow, she's giving this part away for free. Like, I wonder what is in that course? Like, what could that course be like if she's giving this much information away for free? Like, it has to be really value packed, you know? So just, I think a lot of people have that fear of giving away too much or um, sharing too much value and that kind of thing and, and teaching people too much. 
but I've seen that even when you share everything someone needs to know, they're still going to be overwhelmed. They still need to have like a step-by-step process. You know, they still need that structure. So that's where that course comes in. Right. Yeah. And you know, in response to like, when people tell me that they're worried about giving away too much of their content, you have Mm -hmm. to remember that like, in the age of Google, I don't know that there's anything that like people can't find on the internet. Right. So unless you're in some brand new industry that really doesn't have any competition, like if you're the Jeff Bezos of the world, right? right. Or you're like the new Steve Jobs, like, yeah, keep as much of your intellectual stuff like close to the chest. But for the most part, like, there's quite a bit of people who are most likely doing what you're doing. And so you have to remember that like you need to be competitive. If somebody in your industry is giving away, like um, I have a client who's a a brand strategist and I do a lot of like market research for her. And um, you know, we talk about like what's too much, what's her signature system, where exactly is the line between like, your intellectual property and value that's already available on the internet. And so a lot of it, I highly recommend that people go out and look for others in their industry so they can see what those people are giving away and kind of see like, okay, you know, is this person giving away free marketing audits, right? Where they go through your marketing and they tell you what's wrong. Are they giving away that? Okay. I could probably give that away too. I'm going to do that, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and don't necessarily copy everything that those people are doing, but it gives you a good idea of like what's available on the internet and what exactly is beneficial and of value to your ideal client Mm -hmm. and making sure that you're staying competitive with those people. I think that's a huge piece of, of giving away value is making sure that you're still competitive and that it actually is value. Yeah. I think that's a great point because if someone else is out there giving away a free 30 minute coaching call and you're only giving away a 15 or 10 minute coaching call, and is that really enough to get to know the person, get to know their business and give them a little bit of advice and figure out, you know, what their goals are, like is 15 minutes enough or do you need to like, you know, up level and match those or or exceed those? So yeah, absolutely. I agree a hundred percent. And you know, I always, whenever somebody's getting ready to launch a course, I always recommend doing market research, both from like free, free value, but also from like, do people even want a course on this particular topic, right? Like yeah. how crummy is that if you put together a whole entire course and then find out that, oh, somebody else is giving this course away for free or, oh, people don't actually want this information because it's already like readily available. It's common knowledge or, you know, whatever the case may be. And again, this goes back to Facebook groups and and social media where you can ask questions of your ideal client on social media. Like it's really, really easy. It's, you know, it will save you a ton of time if you do the market research ahead of time. And that again will also help with the sale through, right? Like, click-through rates. If people actually want what you're selling and you've done the research beforehand to ensure that this is a product people want, then it makes it way easier to sell later down the line because people already want it and you already know that. So it's, it's a key piece to making sure that you have a successful launch. 
Yeah, I think that's a great point. So maybe starting there um, with that research instead of, you know, starting to create the course. (laughs) Absolutely. Because it takes hardly any time at all. Like, you know, in 24 hours, you can have a pretty decent size of data. Like if you, if for example, you're, you work with coaches primarily, right? You go and find Facebook groups where coaches are hanging out, right? Like there's so many different groups dedicated to business coaches. You can go into those groups and ask, Facebook has a poll question where you can ask, you know, for various different feedback, you know, maybe a one through five, how interested are you in this particular topic? If it was a course, how do you feel about that? And you get tons of information back. I've done this multiple times myself. Um, and the feedback, some of it's not going to be positive and that's okay. There's just people like that in the world. Um, but, you know, take it in stride and, and do what you can to, to find out if this is something that is a viable product that's going to work for you. Yeah, that's a really good tool, that little poll feature. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, it can give you a lot of uh, really good insight pretty quickly. And then you can also, you know, ask for comments, right? Yep. Yeah. And you can, in Instagram stories, it's also got a poll option. Do you do that in Instagram as well? If your audience maybe lives there a little bit more and you have a decent amount of people mm-hmm. that see your story and that would engage with you, then that might be a good option for you as well. But yeah, to, I mean, to lose one day to make sure that you do it right is, yeah. is crucial. Yeah. Cause you could lose, I don't know. It's taken me months to do some of the courses that yeah. I've created and um, to not have that, Uh, research and not know that there's a need for it would really, really not be cool. Yeah. I always like to, to joke with people like, can you imagine if like Tampax decided not to do any kind of market research and then they started promoting tampons to men, like (laughs) this revolutionary product that is for women being marketed to men would most likely flop. Like, even though it's a great product, it's a great idea, it most likely would flop because it's not being marketed the correct way or, you know, they didn't do their market research to realize like, oh, it's actually women who, you know, are going to be buying the product, even though maybe the, ma- the man is uh, the one bringing in the money, the women are the ones who are doing the buying. You right. know? Understanding those pieces mm-hmm. will really help the sale of your product in the long run. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I love everything that you have shared with us. And I think all of those tips are extremely valuable in launching that course without a huge list or without a huge amount of influence already or a big audience, um, all of those things. So, and I also love the fact that you pointed out that um, it's important to do those things to kind of build that audience over time. It's not like a, it's not an overnight thing where you're going to go from like zero subscribers to a thousand subscribers overnight. But the point that you made about being able to do that in the background and keeping that going, I think that's critical. Yeah. Yeah. I agree a hundred percent. And I've actually got a 90 day course launch checklist for all of your listeners, it's totally for free. So if you're looking to launch a course, this will give you, you know, a checklist based on the time frame over the 90 days when you should be doing things and, you know, why those are important and how to do them. So, okay. That's awesome. So the link for that course, um, 
from Melissa will be in the show notes. So definitely check that out and um, you can go ahead and sign up for that. I think I might actually do that too, because I am one of those geeks that love checklists and <laughs> I love systems and checklists and anything that has to do with keeping organized. I love it. So that's why I'm in business. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So thank you for sharing that with the listeners. That's amazing. And so one last question that I have for you is what is your favorite thing about being able to work from home? Yeah. So obviously flexibility is a huge thing. Um, as a parent, I'm sure you hear this a lot. But I'm going to reiterate because I think it's so, so, so important. Um, I love being able to, if my daughter is sick, that I can, you know, take the day off of work. If I'm feeling not super great, then I can take the day off of work. If I maybe didn't sleep so great last night because my child is teething or she's sick or whatever, um, I can drop her off at the babysitter and maybe take the first half of the morning to take a nap and work in the afternoon and then later in the evening. It's just, it has provided me with so much flexibility, um, both in my personal life and my working life. And being able to be my own boss and set my own hours and do my own thing has been so incredibly rewarding. And I work with just the most amazing people who are so understanding of that. And I wouldn't have it any other way. So it's, it's great. That's awesome. I do hear that a lot. And I think it's just, I mean, I think that's for all moms, that's the biggest bonus, you know, of working from home, the biggest, I don't know. I don't know if it's a bonus. I don't know what it is. If it's like the main thing, I don't know. Who knows? (laughs) Exactly. So where is the best place for everyone to reach out to you? Where do you hang out the most? Yeah. So recently I'm actually on Instagram a lot. So that's just at Melissa Gamara management on Instagram. You can also find me on Facebook, um, posting pretty much the same content. Um, so Facebook is more your jam. Um, I'm there at Melissa Gamara management as well. Um, you can also reach out to me via my website, which is melissagamaramanagement.com. Um, and all of my freebies are on my website as well. So I have an SOP template, the course launch checklist, and um, I think 200 virtual tasks for your team kind of as you grow that you can outsource. So lots okay. of there as well. Awesome. That's exciting. So definitely reach out to Melissa if you are needing any help with course creation, anything management related in your business. Um, She can definitely help you and get you organized, keep you organized and keep you on track. So thank you so much for joining us, Melissa. Thank you so much for having me. It was a blast. Yes, I agree. This episode of the Determined Mom Show is brought to you by Online Marketing for Moms. This membership is dedicated to helping mom business owners to conquer all of the marketing technology that we need to conquer in order to make our businesses better. Online Marketing for Moms offers group coaching, and we also have added so many new courses. The first one is SEO from audits to backlinks, building a WordPress site with Divi, a Google My Business Masterclass, time management tips for busy parents, an email marketing course from AWeber, and you get access to all of the sessions from the Business Mom Summit. Access to all of these courses individually would be over $600, so you are getting an amazing deal, and you can access all of them for only $37 per month. 
You can also save 20% by using the code podcast when you check out.